So the uh, so I guess the the first question I uh, wanted to uh, ask is, how did you first get involved in uh, telling this story? Yeah. So um, how we first got involved, Chris, my husband, and I, who unfortunately can't make it on the call today, um, okay. but we were reading um, a children's story book about a female freedom fighter at the age of 70 who revolted against the British um, during that time, during 1913. Mm -hmm. And we were really fascinated. We were really fascinated by her and, um, and her story and had never heard of the fact that there was a woman at this, at this time who was revolt revolting against the British and bringing her people together. So we then decided to go on a journey to know more about her story and also keeping in mind that also my family also from the same, same area, mm -hmm. um, actually across the road from where Grandma Kamango um, lived. Oh, so wow. there, was a, a, there was a family connection, but I'm a, I'm a city baby, so I didn't really have much, much connection with, the, with, my, with my other side from the country. Um, so I think it was a matter of knowing and learning more about my culture and about the family, as well as then also knowing more about this female freedom fighter. And after two years of really doing a lot of research more culturally, we then um, understood that there's these issues happening around elders uh, being accused of witchcraft. Mm -hmm. and, um, and it was then from there that then we came back to Nairobi with like so much footage and so many, because you know, this is our first feature film. Yeah. Um, and so much footage and just didn't have really like a kind of an idea as to where we were going or what the story was about. And it was a real social issue film at that stage. And we still didn't have that personal touch. Mm -hmm. So we came back, and we're looking for someone to help us with, um, with some translations because we both speak Kiswahili, which is like the general second language in Kenya. But, uh, but this particular like tribal language, I don't speak. Mm -hmm. and, um, and so when we got back, we found a young man who came over to help us with the translations. And that was funnily enough, Carissa, our main mm -hmm. protagonist. And as he was watching the footage, he just couldn't believe that this was actually happening to other elders. So that's how then our journey, you know, began with him and his grandma. That That's fascinating that you basically set out to make a movie about one thing and it became something entirely different. What was yeah. What was your first reaction when you heard about what was going on with the uh, accusations of witchcraft against elders? I mean, you know, especially being in Nairobi, and a lot of Nairobians don't know about this issue. So I think we were all like, I'm, I mean, I was in utter shock, to be honest. I know that obviously witchcraft is very believed in. Mm -hmm. um, and I know, that, you know, throughout Africa, there's issues that happen between Christianity, um, traditional belief systems, Islam. So mm -hmm. I knew that that kind of existed, but not to this scale. Yeah. Um, and not in my own backyard, if that makes any sense. So it was like a huge shock. Mm -hmm. No, and I I can only imagine. Uh, you know, and it's funny. Like one of the things that um, I've done in uh, you know in the past couple of years, we've had the rise of like the QAnon movement over here, and right. I I've been so fascinated by that. I can I so I got interested in like looking back at the satanic panic that happened in America in the 1980s. And so when right. I started watching your film, I couldn't help but think that this is exactly what... This is, it's a bit more insidious because of the fact that there are people actually dying because of it. But I couldn't help but think the same thing. This is that type of uh, thing that's happening in Kenya. It's unbelievable. 
Completely. And it's funny, you know, because actually we even um, had an interview with like the Salem Film Festival. And of course, like you mm -hmm. had all those kind of things in Salem. Um, and that was a really interesting kind of um, contrast. Yeah. And also like in the UK, we've been talking to so many different people with this film around the world. And they have all been some correlation around witches, witch killings, women being killed, um, you know, um, so so it's, it's really fascinating, and I think it's kind of also bringing this conversation back in a way. Yeah, the the one thing that I I think one of the things that's so interesting about this film is or about and about this story is the fact that it's not just it doesn't seem to be just a religious thing. I mean, that is the predominant aspect of it, but there's also this idea that you guys bring up when it comes to commerce and them basic this is almost like a trying to think of the best way of putting it it it's it's sort of a i mean not an excuse to <laughs> sort of get these people out of their land too and that i think that's that's one of the things that's so that's one of the aspects that's really shocking about it you know, Brian, um, it's funny because it's actually not very far to a lot of other places in the world where you have a lot of elders. You know, just yesterday I was watching another documentary where you have elders who are sitting on, you know, some land. Mm -hmm. And I think especially younger generations, I think a lot of us are not able to afford land. We're not able to afford to buy houses and things like that. So we're kind of sitting in between where our elders, our grandparents are the ones who really worked and toiled to be able to 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 make that their fortune and um and i think then what's happening now is that then of course you have the younger generations who can't do that mm -hmm. and that may be you know as you mentioned it could be poverty like here the 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 rate of young people who are unemployed is huge mm -hmm. uh it might be about you know christianity like you have a lot of preachers and a lot of priests who are saying that anyone who's wearing traditional clothing they're all witches yeah. so that's causing exciting a lot of damage then you have you know, um, of course, the spiritual beliefs within witchcraft and also like this hearsay and gossip that here we love, we love to go with. So I think it's just all of these different things. And then, of course, you know, globalization. People want to afford to get, take their kids to school, um, um, to buy shoes, to, to have three meals a day. Whereas, you know, back in the day, people didn't have to then pay for school fees and things like that. Mm -hmm. So I think it's, it's all of these things that are now actually creating this, this evil whatever you want to call it, um, yeah. cycle of killings of elderly people, but it's only and always happening within families because obviously no one else is going to benefit from other people's inheritance. Mm -hmm. When when you went back to uh, <clears throat> when you went back to Kenya with uh, Carissa with uh, to go visit his grandmother, um, what was that process like when it came to getting getting her to agree to be filmed while all of this is going on. Yeah, so, I mean, speaking about witchcraft outside of the family is complete taboo. You have very few people who do that. And I think for us, it was really and truly like spending time with Carissa back in Nairobi, mm -hmm. um, you know, and gaining his trust and vice versa. And, um, and then kind of when he thought that he was ready to then take us back to the family home, um, actually, initially, first we went with him on this kind of cultural trip to these other elders, you mm -hmm. know, and, and, 
and we went to, to that shelter that you see in the film yeah. with him. So, um, and and I think just also for him seeing the 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 um, the um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Like the vastness of it happening along the coast of mm-hmm. these killings of elderly happening along the coast. He was like, "Oh my gosh, yes." Well, then we have to talk to my grandma because I now understand that you know. It is a very personal story, but her story will be able to help, essentially. Yeah. So I think it was through that journey that he then realized, um, you know, that, that it was time to speak to his grandma. And I think also for him to understand, because as young people in families here, you don't question the elders. You don't question yeah. old people. So it was also his opportunity with us as semi-outsiders mm-hmm. to be able to have those conversations. And um, it took a lot of time. We went, we went to see grandma and we were there, you know, for two, three weeks with no camera, just wanted to get kind of to know each other. Yeah. And then eventually then we were able then to, 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 to bring out the story, but it wasn't easy. And still actually close to the end. Cause what we then do is we'd go back every couple of months. We show her a few snippets mm-hmm. and she'd be like, you know, she'd be like, oh no, this is not good. And I, and I don't want this out in the public. And blah, 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 blah. So we'd kind of go back and forth like that a lot. Um, and then finally, I think when we then showed her the whole film, um, she then realized what it was that we were trying to do. And, and I think also the power that we were also giving her in yeah. the film um, and how people were reacting to it. Yeah, and I, I think one of, the, uh, one, one of the things that I think is mo- so surprising, I mean, what we're talking about is very dark and disturbing, uh, is, is a dark and disturbing trend. But one of the things that I think I appreciated the most in the film is how when we're spending time with uh, Carissa's grandmother and his family, there is room for lightness. There is room for some... It, they're very engaging. They're very personable people. And even something like the religious cleansing that's going on, there are moments that are very entertaining in that sequence. And I, I think that is, I I think that's that's such a crucial element of the film to keep it from being just something that's really, uh, really dark and depressing to watch. Yeah, no, completely. And I think that we also kind of you know because yeah, we also had that too throughout. Is that how do you then how mm. do you find those and really bring those moments out because it's so much more than. It's so much more than that. Um, and yes, it is like, it's serious and it's depressing and it's really sad, but how do you then also just show this beautiful family that are living this everyday life? Um, and yes, that this challenge is happening, but then it's not always only about that. And mm-hmm. so that was a balance throughout that was really important for us to bring out. I, you, you brought up the, uh, I guess it's really a sanctuary that uh, these elders are kind of being driven towards. Uh, when you went to uh, visit that with uh, Carissa, was there some hesitation on the elders' part to let you in and have this filmed? So this elderly shelter, um, the, the man who used to run it, uh, we knew um, because of those two years that we were essentially like, you know, going around and, and mm-hmm. knowing, uh, getting a lot of knowledge from the kind of cultural perspective. So we met him then and we became good friends. And unfortunately, he then passed. Um and so what ended up happening is that we were, we were then communicating with somebody who, who was the head of this new sanctuary, but um, who also didn't quite know us. We didn't quite know him. Um, but I think a lot of different journalists 
and people go through this particular sanctuary mm-hmm. um, that has kind of created this sense of, oh, yes, you're welcome, welcome to come in. Um, we haven't gone there yet to show the film because we've only just started our community screenings. Mm-hmm. Um, we're very much looking forward after this kind of COVID period, also hopefully whenever that ends, is to then go um, and show the film there with the elders. But throughout, we've been supporting throughout, you know, there's been different interviews and journalists and things connected through the film or financial aid or whatever it may be that we, that we connect directly to them. Mm-hmm. Are there any, uh, are there any resources that people can uh, go to, can look at to uh, sort of beyond uh, watching the film to sort of get an idea of what's going on and uh, maybe help in any way? Yeah, we get asked this a lot. So um, there's a couple of things, you know, so, so, so once the film, so we premiered the film in December and our idea now is that we have started several kind of grassroots community screenings with grassroots organizations who are based already at the coast, of, you know, at the co- in this mm-hmm. area. To us, it's very important. And through those organizations is now where we're trying to figure out how can we have the most um, sustainable a way of either raising money for elders or building some sort of like shelter or, um, you know, we're, we're just about to now start conducting a data and research collection uh, mm-hmm. because no one really knows how many elders have died and how did they die. So we're actually also putting that together, which we then hope to then inform like the president to then make this a national priority. So there's all these things happening, but essentially we don't have like a donate now or anything like that at the moment. Okay. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, but but we are hoping we're hoping to get something like that once we understand all the different pieces mm-hmm. um, and the partners properly and and who the right person is to to be able to 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 guide this to. Yeah. Uh, well, what's what's been the uh, reaction to the film so far from people who've seen it? Um, I mean, it's been so diverse. I think it's funny. Like here, people in Kenya have. Uh, like first of all as i mentioned no one has really heard of this issue outside of the coast of mm-hmm. kenya like nairobi don't know about it um so it's been like a huge like awareness i think to them um you have a lot we've had so many people who have commented oh my gosh this has happened to my family across africa actually um and you know I, there was an elderly auntie and she was really independent um and she's now been called a witch because of xyz mm. so there's been a lot of like different correlations like that um and then i think kind of like europe has been like spain in particular and i don't know whether it's also because they have like a lot of spiritual like witchiness kind of beliefs also they've really um they've really embraced this film mm. a lot and same with the states other parts of europe has been a little bit like oh we don't understand you guys yeah. kind of thing <laughs> um but overall it's been it's been really really great response that's good to hear uh, well, yeah. thank you very much for bringing the film to the Atlanta Film Festival. It is available throughout the virtual aspect of the festival from today to April 22nd through March 2nd. And I do hope people will check it out. And it's it, it's a fascinating watch. It's it's really um, it it really uh, it it really puts a human face on something that most like you said most people in the world just are not going to be aware of and i i think it's something that is worth is something that needs to be more people need to be more aware of so uh thank you very much for your time today and uh talking about the film as well as bringing it to the atlanta film festival 
Thank you so much for having me, Brian. And yeah, I think, you know, like we just need to love our elders more, essentially, mm -hmm. universally, and whatever that looks like. So, so yes, so thank you.